Well, Ulysses, it's a Wednesday, which means it is time again for our midweek mailbag. And we're going to do some flashback talk as well. Maybe 2008, 2010. I don't know. Let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays as well as all the other podcasting platforms, too. Uh, you can also send us an email or voice memo to LockedOnRays at gmail.com for a future mailbag episode. Speaking of that, let's get right into it. Uh, this first question by John on Twitter. Who is a prospect that you were so excited for but never lived up to your own hype? For me, it's Desmond Jennings. Uh, John, you thank you for writing to us, of course. Uh, you must have been the guy that me and my dad heard at the TROP, and you were sitting in front of me and my dad, and we both heard you say, uh, Desmond Jennings is going to be the next Mickey Mantle. And me and my dad just looked at each other like, Okay, that's 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 quite lofty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you must have been that guy because uh, Desmond Jennings was most definitely not the next no. Mickey Mantle. And I think this question is great because we get so caught up in prospect talk and 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 we we jokingly say prospect hugging all the time. But it's true. I think all fandoms do it. I just think the Rays do it the most or or at least at the yes. podium, Kevin. Uh, due to the the way that the the Rays do their maneuvering, I, I think the Rays fan. That's all we have to look forward to is a, a, the next prospect. It's not the next big free agent. It's who who's in AAA, who's in Double A. And 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 there's not a lot of uh, when when these people that really like prospects and, and get really into it and they're and they're hardcore Rays fans. There's never the the talk of like, well, this 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 guy couldn't possibly pan out. Like he might not pan out. There's never that talk, which is crazy to me because in my example, John, my guy is Reed Brignac. I thought this guy, I I, I used to tell my dad, I'm like, this guy's gonna be better than Jeter. Reed Brignac's gonna be better than Jeter. Boy, was I so so wrong. Um, you're talking about a guy, a, a guy that hit 219, uh, had an F4, a career F4 of 56. You're talking about a guy that had a slugging of 309. He had 12 career home runs. Eight were in 2010, uh, which was his best uh, season. So I think there's. it's great to look, be optimist and all that, but I think the, in in the prospect talk, I think there's there's uh, a lot of uh, optimism and not a lot of um, realist uh, opinions. Yeah. In my in my uh, no, Reed Brignac is a good one. And honestly, when John mentioned Desmond Jennings, that's who I had in mind. I have a different answer actually, but uh, he's mm. he's definitely on the podium for me because 
I know that somebody that was sitting at the game mentioned Mickey Mantle, but what I had always heard was right-handed Carl Crawford, um, which again is just so unrealistic. And that's what we have to focus on and, and be cautious of going forward. So we can't go out and compare Curtis Mead to Evan Longoria. We can't go out and compare Taj Bradley to James Shields. Like let's, let, let them be their own guy. Let them have their own yeah. as best of a career as they can. So you're almost setting a guy up like Desmond Jennings and others for failure by making those types of comps and comparisons. And by the way, I mean, Desmond Jennings, he had a solid MLB career. I mean, he put up 12 to 13 career war. He was a 103 career WRC plus not bad for a 10th round draft pick, uh, former football player drafted out of, uh, community college in Alabama, I believe. I mean, he played seven years in the bigs. I think part of it was the, the hype of, uh, his ascension through the minor leagues. And because he had such that strong showing as a rookie where in 60 plus games, he had 10 homers, 20 stolen bases, 800 OPS. He had four triples. Like he went insane, uh, in that 24 year old season. And it was like, okay, so now every season going forward, he's going to give us 25 homers and 50 steals. Right. And it just, he just kind of, he had that, his peak was basically as a 24, 25 year old. And then it slowly went downhill from there, unfortunately. And, you know, injuries caught up to him, you know, health uh, problems. And so that, that also is never really taken into account when you're talking prospects, but I feel like you hit it on uh, 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 the nail on the head right there because it's the expectations, man. Yeah. It's when you you start comparing these guys like they hear it, man. They hear it. And we've had prospects uh, on the show and we're going to keep having prospects on the show very, very soon. Uh, so you should guys get, get excited about that. But it, it's, it's tough for them to, to kind of block out that noise and, 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 mm-hmm. and, keep their eye on the price and and not hear the the rankings and not hear the comps that are made and and hear that people are you know dry, writing big blogs about their exit velocity in complex league a you know it's it's right. it's I think the fandom does a lot of disservice that's if i can use that word uh to to the players themselves because they amp them up so so it's very difficult for them to to not hear that stuff kevin like uh, yeah. Is the fandom? Uh, do you think the fandom at all deserves to kind of not be chastised, but kind of you know, hey, maybe don't do this to these guys. Like, let them just be themselves. The guy is twenty years old. Yeah, and I think part of it is the fandom, but based on the larger industry, the podcasts, the blogs, the websites. I mean, there is a whole cottage industry of people that write and cover prospects and they sort of have to hype these guys up and saying, you know, 19 year old uh, John Doe is going to be fantastic. And then the, the fan base reads into that and it becomes a whole, whole cycle. I mean, I've, you know, I've kind of um, drank the Kool-Aid once or twice on occasion, but that's just the the way it is. And I don't think it's changing anytime soon. In fact, it's probably going to continue. We're, probably going to prospect hug even more with the advancement of you know all these people going to uh minor league game like you you now can access a minor league game and a prospect league game uh wherever like a lot of these are being live streamed and people now are going to games and and have uh you know uh 
4k cameras like there you there is just a number of people that are that are covering this and getting paid for it too like arm like he and he does a great job with what he does but that just makes you want to it's almost like the uh, nfl draft thing i mean nfl draft has become a a year-round focal point same thing with uh, mlb prospects in a way so a hundred percent uh did you mention your your failed prospect I know, yeah. Well, it might be too soon to call him a failed prospect, but it's looking that way based on uh, uh, the last couple of years. His name is Brendan McKay, just based uh, upon, again, uh, record signing bonus by the Rays. He was had the two-way status coming out of Louisville, basically the, the best college baseball player uh, when he was there. And he had such a impressive MLB debut. And then all through the minor leagues, like he didn't experience one single hiccup. Like he breezed through every single level. And it was like the next level, he was better than the, the previous level. I mean, over 200 minor league innings, he had a 2.25 ERA. And then you add the equation, oh, he might be able to de-age or play first base on occasion. Yeah. Um, and then we see what injuries can do and the lack of a true out pitch um, and just... Uh, it is not been good for Brendan McKay, and and you know maybe it's unfair to to call him a bust because of injuries, but that's that's part of the game. So that's that's who I've got. I and I wanna I wanna if if you're watching this on YouTube and you're of course hitting that subscribe button and you're hitting that like button, I want you to put on the comments which failed prospect you were really into that unfortunately did not live up to the hype. I want to I want to hear you guys yeah. down in the comments because you know we talked about Desmond Jennings, Reed Brignac. Uh, Brendan McKay, possibly. I think there are more names. Oh, there's a <laughs> lot of names. Yeah, that should be on, on that list, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, actually, that would be a great thing to read on a future episode because I, I would imagine we'll have uh, quite the doozies there as yes. far as that goes. Um, we've got more questions to get to. But first, we have to tell you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college bowl, season basketball, and the World Cup. It is all covered at BetOnline.net. It is also the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head over to their website today. Or use that mobile device of yours to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Before you 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 read that second one, I just want to say to people, Jeff Neiman, Rit Brignac, and I don't and I forget the third prospect were not traded for Jason Bay. Okay. Oh yeah. So like there we go. in that 2008 season. So when you wanna Oh, that prospect, like, it also could turn out the, the next way. Imagine what Jason Bay could have done for that 2008 offense, Kevin. Yeah, well, we also, you know, there could be a guy named Xavier Edwards and, uh, well, he's traded, but Vidal Brujan, Josh Lowe. Uh, each of those guys may not pan out, uh, if we're yeah. being honest about it. So, uh, all right, uh, Chase Ross, he says, uh, briefly, are you excited for the WBC World Baseball Classic in March. Yes, 100,000%. I'm excited about it. I even called. I, I went online, Kevin. Look at this odyssey that I had to go through. I went online to buy all the tickets for the Venezuelan rounds, right? So Venezuela is going to mm-hmm. be playing against the DR, Puerto Rico, uh, Israel, and I'm forgetting the fourth one. Whatever. Um, 
and I, so I go to online and they say, no, you can't, you can't buy them online. You have to be a seasoned member of the Marlins to buy these tickets. I'm like, okay, so really? contact this email. I contact the email. They don't go, get back to me till like, you know, two days later, they called me. Um, and the guy's like, we can't sell them anymore. But what we can do is you can buy all of the tickets for that whole pool D. So I would have the game against Israel, against Puerto Rico, and you know Dominican Republic against Puerto Rico. Like, I'm, I, and I just wanted the Venezuelan ones. And so right. he's like, no, no, but we have that bit ticket package, which will include all of them for twelve hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, no, are you serious? So I'm incredibly excited, but I'm also kind of disappointed, Chase, because apparently I'm gonna have to, you know, go to, you know some other website not going to give shout outs to anybody i'm going to give to other websites and, and try to you know scalp a ticket or two uh because they're not available on on mlb.com to, to purchase which is a shame because i yeah. i want to see venezuela play yeah and you would have a pretty good opportunity with just a three four hour drive to miami like that that is your yeah. shot. Uh, I think it's fair to say, Ulysses, you are way more excited for the World Baseball Classic in March. When I hear that uh, a sporting event is going on in March, I think of one thing, and that is March Madness <laughs> and or spring training. So I'm just sure. going to leave it at that. In fact, I don't know if I've actually watched a World Baseball Classic game from start to finish. I've probably watched maybe like a handful of innings in my entire life. And quite frankly, I don't know if I'm that pumped about the 2023 WBC, because isn't it, no disrespect to the 19 other countries, uh, but Dominican Republican, uh, Dominican Republic, aren't they the leader in the clubhouse? I mean, let's look at their roster here. I mean, it's insane. It's it's pretty silly what the DR has done uh, with, with their projected roster and lineup. It, it's it, it's insane. But I, I, I do have to, in other in another setting, I would have been like, come on, man. Why haven't you be wa been watching the WBC? Yeah. But I 100% agree with you. Why you're, I know why you haven't been pumped about the WBC. It's because MLB has done such a blank job, a bleep job, you know, marketing this event yeah. since it started in 06. This is the first time where I feel like the normal baseball fan kind of knows what the WBC is about. Like this is the right. first time that this is happening, which is great. And I think this is the first time that American players have gone, you know, they, they do the hashtag all in. It mm -hmm. seems like the big names are in. I mean, you're talking Mookie Betts. You're talking Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt. I believe Kyle Tucker has said yes. Uh, Pete Alonzo. I think, think Trevor Story had said yes before the whole injury thing. J uh, JT Real Muto. I mean, the U.S. has got a big, big uh, offensive Present. lineup, yeah. but they don't have a lot of pitching so far. I think the pitching, uh, I think Adam Wainwright has said yes and somebody else, uh, but it hasn't been on the pitching side, which, you know, obviously I think you, you would understand that. On my side... However, uh, in the Venezuelan side, I know uh, Wilson Contreras is not going to uh, be allowed to play by the Cardinals, which uh, that that sucks because Wilson Contreras is, is a heck of a player. And I would have really liked to see him yeah. uh, wear the uniform. And apparently, Ronald Acuna Jr., the Braves are still in talks about letting him play. 
Uh, he put it on his Instagram story uh, about a week ago. And now, Kevin, I'm going to let's put on our conspiracy hats here. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to think as a uh, as a, a, a rooter, uh, as a cheerleader, as a fan of a non-USA team to think maybe some baseball teams want the US, USA to win, that they would say no to some players that are recognized to be really good for other countries and say, no, no, we, we need you to stay here. So they would give an edge to another country? To the USA? Yes. Uh, yes, but counterpoint, uh, the DR's roster. Like, I feel like that. Now, I get where, you know, you have a beefed up Venezuelan roster and that just even limits the U.S.'s chances even more. But when you got a roster of Juan Soto and Jose Ramirez and Vladdy Jr. and Julio Rodriguez and Starling Marte and Rafael Devers and Manny Machado and somebody named Wander Franco and, oh, yeah, <laughs> the starting rotation of Sandy Alcantara, Framber Valdez, Luis Castillo, Christian Javier. I, let's not even it's play. The same. Like, first of all, let's, okay, Czech Republic, yeah, great. All right, don't even show up. Uh, yeah. Netherlands, don't even show up. Nicaragua, don't even show up. Great Britain, don't even show up. Like, let's <laughs> let's take those out of the equation. All right. And we can even go as far as uh, and Italy, uh, too. Um, I, yeah, I, just I, again, on paper, the DR should win this by a, by a mile and a half. Yes. I, but the I games aren't played you. on paper. That's true. But the games are not played on paper, and, and and I see that all you know all the time with the World Cup, and you see it with the with March Madness. How many times does the number one seed actually win the damn thing? I mean, probably not yeah. a lot, right? In the March Madness, uh, so uh, I'm I'm excited, but I just had to put this conspiracy theory out there because you're taking out two of the biggest Venezuelan names right there. Ronald Acuna Jr. is not just the best talented uh, Venezuelan player, but he is like top ten in all of MLB. Right. talent wise so you're why are you you know saying no to that guy and then the best venezuelan catcher is being told no because apparently a past injury what a past injury from where from when he's fine uh, so i'm a little bit frustrated with with those two things and i i, I want to put my conspiracy hat on and and i know a lot of people that are watching this and listening to this obviously yeah. are American, so they're going to have an opposing view than I do. But I just I just hope that they can just step out for 30 seconds, look at it from my lens, and see how they would feel if, yeah. if that were happening to their team. Here's a poll for you, a poll question for... And this is, again, Locked on Race podcast, baseball fans, baseball audience. What people will be watching during that time frame? Will they spend more time watching the World Baseball Classic or more time watching March Madness? I'd be curious Ooh. about that. Quite. Oh, I, I was going to say uh, World Baseball Classic or spring training. Oh, we could do that too. Yeah. I mean, again, World Baseball Classic is third on my list of all that. I I, I know, I just, and I think a lot of other race baseball fans would feel that way. Even though Wander Franco would be would not be playing in spring training, yeah. he'd be playing and again, for the BR. So you want to see him, right? Yeah, you know? and I think a lot of it is because I'm a white dude from the Midwest. I think that's probably what it is, as opposed to if I, you know, came from one of these countries or was somebody who was born elsewhere and came to the U.S. I might have more skin in the game of watching the mm-hmm. World Baseball Classic or the World Cup as opposed to, no, I'm just focused on NFL, MLB, college sports, NBA, NHL. 
I just focus I, on what's in the U.S. more or less. So, and, and uh, I think that's that's. That. I think that's slightly changing. Like again, the 2023 WBC, I think we've seen a little bit more uh, backing from MLB, which is yeah. which is nice to see because it, it's a great product. I mean, like you said, like when are you ever going to see all the DR stars together in one uniform? And guess what? Yeah. That uniform matters so much to them. They're going to be playing way. I'm I'm just gonna say it here. They're going to sweat that DR uniform way more than they do the San Diego Padres uniform. That they do the, the Baltimore Orioles uniform. That they do the Tampa Bay Rays uniform. I'm sorry. It has to be said. Your nationality, I, you're going to be wearing that with way more passion than, oh, I play for the Colorado Rockies. Like, what What yeah. are the Colorado Rockies? What are the Tampa Bay Rays? Like, when you're talking nations, that's a whole different type of passion. I think we should have a United States baseball classic. You know, Florida versus North Dakota. <laughs> Montana versus California. Like take all the every players high school from Florida college player. Yeah. If you were, if you were born raised or went to school in Florida, you get to play for Florida. If you were born raised, went to school in Montana. Like if you went to Montana state or one of their division one programs or wherever that Montana would have a team, Indiana would have Ooh, a team. Alaska, you know what I like? Every, every state would have a team. That would be like a qualifier. I like this idea. I like that would be the qualifier. So whichever state comes out on top, that's the state that represents the U.S. in the World Baseball Classic. I would, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't be That'd opposed. Be pretty to that. cool. And That'd if I had to guess, cool. it'd probably be California, Florida, or Texas that takes one yeah. of those mantles. Maybe even Georgia. Georgia could be in the running uh, yeah. to some extent as well. So the last question we'll get to is from Chris. Uh, he says. Do you think the new schedule reducing the games the Rays play against division rivals is an advantage in some way? I think so. Yeah. 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 I, 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 and especially it's, be, it's not just because you're not going to be playing the AL East. It's because you're going to be playing, you know, the weaker teams. It's not. Let me rephrase that. The yeah. Rays are not struggling with the AL East. They usually are doing well. But they are could be doing much better if they're playing the Twins more, if they're playing the Royals more, if they're playing the, the Texas Rangers more. Um, I, I yeah. think the the drop off of competition outside the AL East is noticeable. So I think more more chances to play against those teams should benefit the race. Now that that shouldn't mean automatically, oh, the Rays are going to be a ninety plus uh, win team. Because guess who also is getting that? The New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, the right. Orioles, the Blue Jays. They're also getting that too. So in the end, I think it's most like Exactly. It's going to be a wash. It's going to be a wash. But it, it, it should net more wins than, than take away, I would think. Yeah. And at the very least, it's good for baseball. Again, we... I think we get the gist after playing the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Orioles 12, 13 times. We don't need 19 times against each of those teams respectively. So yeah, let's see what the Rays. I, I want to see a, a, the Rockies roster. I want to see the yeah. Padres roster. I want to see a, all 15 national league teams. Now where this could be a detriment to the Rays is in comparison to other teams out there is the amount of travel. I know that the Rays this year will have to make three West Coast trips up from uh, one the previous year, and the miles traveled will be significantly more 
than in previous years. Now, is that a byproduct of international play or just, yeah, I don't know what it is exactly. I think the fact that, yeah, they're based in Florida, you're going to have to, and you have more West coast trips this year. But I think that because, um, you know, with uh, the other AL East teams, they're more huddled up together. So I think for the Rays going forward, it's going to be, uh, it's going to lead to uh, longer flights and, and more time on the road. Um, so we'll have to see kind of the impact of that going forward. But I know that the Rays, they're going to be traveling roughly 39,000 miles, 39,500 miles this season, ninth most uh, in the league. Uh, by the way, the Athletics will be traveling the most in all of baseball, 51,527, which is just insane. Wait, now, the Rays. Do you have the list? Yeah. Do you have the list? One uh, I, have the, I have the, I have the, I have one through nine. Yes. Can you give me and the you, list of one through nine? Cause yeah, I have, a, I have you wouldn't be surprised. It's, 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 well, it's the yeah, teams it, that get the most. No, miles? it's, it's the teams that are on the coast, like California and, and Florida for the most part, because okay. again, you're tra traveling from one side of the country to the other. Like that's just sure. As opposed to like, I haven't, if I went down one through 30, probably at the bottom, you'd have more of those Midwest teams because they're not having to go as far yeah. around. So, but yeah, it's athletics, Mariners, Giants, Padres, Angels, Marlins, Dodgers, D-backs, Rays. So yeah. it's, it's all West Coast and, and Florida teams, basically. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. You're always going to be on that top 10 just because of geography. Duh. But yeah. it's, uh, man, it, that, 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 that wears on you. That, you're does. a human being. We've all traveled. We've all been on an airplane. We all know how tired you are. It doesn't matter that it's a charter plane. It doesn't matter that they, they're comfortable and they're playing cards and, you know, you know, there's music. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Travel right. sucks no matter what. And especially when you, you're getting in at, you know, you, you, you lose a game. At, at 11, you're not getting on, on the plane until like 1 a.m. after some reporter was on your face about why you let in five runs and you're the reliever. And then now you, you get to the, uh, the the next city at 5 a.m. And, and, yeah. and you have to wake up at what time to be at the ballpark at 1 p.m. Like, that's rough, man. And, and, yeah. and, and I don't think fans uh, usually think about that stuff when the guy's like, you know, letting in a, a couple runs as a reliever, as a starter, you're like, oh, man, he didn't bring out the best stuff. Well, he only had four hours sleep, man. Right. That's that sucks, you know, uh, and and this is going to be, I think, a problem. The West Coast trips, you said three this this year. Is that correct? Three this year. There was one last year. You're going to feel it, people. And, and every time we go to the West Coast, it seems not we, but when the race go to the West Coast, you it's never like a tremendous road trip right. anyway. It's very it's seldom that it, it happens that way. But three, man, that's that's something to keep an eye on uh, for sure. I, I'm hoping that they're spaced out during the season and that they're not like in the same month or so, because if they are, that's going to be draining. Yeah. Not to mention all the promotions and demotions that the Rays make over the course of the season. And you might say, oh, a lot of these players are young. They can handle that. And that may be true, but also a lot of these guys aren't used to playing 162 major league season uh, year in and year out. Cause it, it's something I feel like you almost have to acclimate your body to and, and get prepared for, as opposed to, I don't know how many games exactly are played in double A AA and triple A, but I don't think it's 162. So um, that's a, that's a difference 
as well that has to be considered. So um, great questions there uh, from everybody. Uh, we appreciate them. Keep them coming. Lockdownrays at gmail.com, or you can send us a direct message on Twitter or Instagram. Thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Friday.